Hey, it's Andrea. And this is Rami. And you're listening to What the Hell. Is it just me, or does it seem like the only thing the news channels talk about lately is just how bad vaccines are going? Yeah, COVID-19s have been getting a bad rep lately, but I just don't see it. I mean, they've saved so many lives. And despite the latest headlines, though, most countries actually have a positive outlook on COVID-19 vaccines, which is amazing. And hopefully that translates into more people getting vaccinated. Yes, bring on that herd immunity, baby. The country that actually has the highest approval ratings for the COVID-19 vaccine is Brazil with 85%. Whoa, Brazil. And even in Latin America, Mexico and Ecuador have an approval rating of over 70%. Yeah, it's amazing. And in even more good news, Europe's approval rates generally range anywhere between 70 and 80%. With exceptions, of course, but we're going to focus on the positive here. Yes, there are so many things to celebrate when it comes to COVID-19 vaccines. Woo! <laughs> as much as we love talking about these kinds of things, we also have to recognize that there's still a lot of people that are unsure or have concerns about the vaccine. Yeah, of course, like how fast the vaccine was made and, you know, the fear of possible side effects. Which we've been hearing a lot about, unfortunately. Exactly. And it's 100% okay to have these sort of insecurities, you know. But what's more important is to do the research from the official sources. Exactly. Like the WHO, the European Medicines Agency, the CDC, the list goes on. Yeah, exactly. And let's not forget that regulating agencies have said that all the vaccines that have been approved are perfectly safe and have passed every single possible test a vaccine needs to go through. By the way, how does that even work? You know, how does a vaccine get approved? Excellent question. But it looks like we're going to need some more help for this episode. So let's bring in some of our Generations for Health team members. Have you ever wondered why the COVID-19 vaccine was made at like lightning speed? Yeah. I think the fastest vaccine ever to have been developed before for the market was the measles vaccine. And that took four years to make. You know, um, actually, Sylvia has a great question that all of our listeners have probably asked themselves at least once or a few times in the past year. Hey, everyone, I'm Sylvia. So my question is, how do we begin creating vaccines? The great thing is that thanks to the development of the COVID vaccines, there's been a huge wave of information release that provides more transparency and more answers to this exact question. So let's talk about baby vaccines, also known as the preclinical phase. You know, this is where the vaccines are born. You make it sound so magical. In a way, it kind of is. <laughs> okay, fine, you're right. It is magical. So what happens in the next phase of vaccine development? Basically, this is a trial and error period. So they mix and match substances until, you know, the research team finally produces an immune response against the viral infection. And then the first round of tests begin. Yeah, and that's only the creation of the actual vaccine itself. We still got to think about what temperature it's going to be stored at, how it's going to be transported, mass production and quality control. Yeah, there's so much that goes on behind the scenes of vaccine development. Oh, yeah, definitely. 
And it's obviously an extremely delicate process, despite us very much simplifying what it's like. But this actually segues into our next question brought to us by Daryl. Hello, my name is Daria, and I have a question for you guys. So how long does it take to develop a vaccine? Well, it honestly sounds like it could take forever. I don't know why, but I kind of immediately thought of recipes when I heard of this question. Ooh, can you imagine the big book of recipes, of vaccines? And I really wish it was as easy as just whipping up some food, but according to Johnson & Johnson, vaccines can take an estimated four years to create, from start to finish. The real answer to this question, though, like most questions, TBH, is it depends. Some vaccines are easier than others to produce. Yeah, I mean, take the HIV vaccine, for example. It's been decades, and we still really haven't made any progress there. Yeah, more than half a century, actually. And that topic deserves a whole other podcast in itself. <laughs> Absolutely. You know, on the flip side, we have the COVID-19 vaccine. It's been developed and distributed in less than one year. Yeah, because we've already done so much legwork on coronaviruses in general. Not to mention, it was like the biggest global effort the world has ever seen. Yeah, and we have to keep in mind that modern vaccines, like those mRNA vaccines that everybody's been talking about lately, wouldn't have come if it wasn't for the long road of research and development behind vaccines. By the way, have you ever thought about the fact that one of the most modern vaccines against COVID is called Moderna? Moderna? You think they did that on purpose? Our next question by Cynthia is actually dicey. Hello there, this is Cynthia, Events Manager at Generations for Health. My question is, should we expect more surprises like the link between the AstraZeneca shot and increased blood clots? Are they safe? Well, all the vaccines went through the necessary protocols and they were just authorized to be used during an emergency situation. Mm, so you agree it was rushed, that we should have waited for more studies. But the reality is was that it wasn't rushed. <laughs> Wait, as so? So all vaccines went through the same three phases of clinical trials. From the little I know, that basically means that things were done efficiently since other vaccines have taken years to develop. Yeah, true. I mean, the world was never, you know, pandemic mode. Uh, but I don't want to sound ignorant, but what are these phases? Oh, no. I mean, this isn't common knowledge. I'm just kind of a vaccine nerd. But... Anyways, so phase one just makes sure that the vaccine isn't a disaster. It makes sure that we're able to actually use it on people or it produces an immune response. A few people start taking it, the side effects are monitored, and if everything's okay, then we move into phase two. Then they try it on more people and maybe have a placebo group? Yeah, look at you remembering your intro to research class. Yeah, the target group is who the vaccine is intended for. And if all goes well is there... Then we go into the final phase. Ooh, final boss of clinical trials. This reminds me of Mortal Kombat for some reason. Final boss. But yeah, anyway, sorry. Back to vaccines. <laughs> I think you might need to lay off the video games, Rami. <laughs> this phase has the largest sample size, and it makes sure that the rarest of side effects come up, as they probably escape the early stages. Hmm. And then happy ending? I mean, <laughs> the happy ending is that the vaccine actually works, but you get a star sticker on a sore arm and boom. But 
it still needs the green light from regulatory agencies. Oh, wait. Um, Ijan is coming up with a uh, question. Hello, this is Jan from the Spanish podcast. Well, that's some aggressive marketing. But my question is, so you're telling me that after all this, if the vaccine developer gets a no, that, that is a no, even if it's shown to save lives. Yeah, exactly. No green light, no distribution, even if it passes all clinical trials. Once that happens, you're good to go. Hmm. But I think what happened, you know, was the COVID-19 vaccines were developed in record speed. So people are suspicious. Like when people eat 73 hot dogs in 10 minutes, something's off. I'm concerned. That's a really wild analogy. <laughs> yeah, the past months have been like the vaccine Olympics, honestly. Vaccines are usually developed phase by phase, but some of these steps can be done at the same time, which is exactly what happened in this case. I heard 93 billion euros were spent globally by the governments on vaccines, right, and therapeutics in just 11 months for COVID-19. Can you imagine how many problems in the world we could solve if we saw this kind of collaboration all the time? The world would just be such a better place. But anyways... Yeah, governments pay for more resources, like having more people to work at the same time and do more trial phases simultaneously. So time was saved. Hmm. Yeah, I mean, millions of people were losing jobs. Economies were stagnating. And honestly, we're still far from a recovery. So that's why the agencies gave go ahead as soon as the vaccines passed the last phase of the clinical trials. You know, it was an emergency. You even read this, by the way, on the instructions getting vaccinated. I saw it receiving my AstraZeneca shot. Yeah, that's awesome. But I wonder when I'm going to get my shot. So basically, nothing was out of the normal. Although this vaccine was authorized to be used in this emergency, it really went through a rigorous check. It was just efficient. So, you know, you can sadly sleep. Speaking of efficiency, wouldn't it be easier if our followers subscribe to the podcast and learn new episodes and features? It's true. Yes. Yes. This way, our friends can just relax and learn on the go with us. We know you're busy people, so while you're busy, check out our Instagram at Gens for Health. We also have Facebook and Twitter. Yes. And if you like the content on our podcast, you're going to love our Insta account. Quick and snippy info on the go. We designed it with just you in mind. And as always, we'd love to give a big shout out to the amazing team behind the scenes and everyone who makes this worth it. Yes, we love all of you. So remember, stay safe. And stay healthy. Stay healthy.